Hi everyone, we are with Jala Jain today. He is currently studying law at Gujarat National Law University and has been a legal intern for a lot of firms. He's also worked with a lot of startups to devise their legal models successfully. But what mostly stands out is that he is the host of India's first legal podcast, Pandit Law. Welcome, Jalaj. I'm so happy to have you here today. First of all, thanks a lot for you know inviting me. And I think <laughs> I think I'm not the best guy to start your podcast with. <laughs> so because I don't think so, I'm very successful. You said you know I've been successful, no? But I have been a part of a lot of uh, because my first internship itself was with a startup incubator, right? So I literally my imagine first day walking for your first internship and you're working with six startups. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll more talk about that more. And you're doing an amazing job, especially with your venture and you know your story that how you're trying to empower women. And I'm quite glad that you invited me because a lot of these initiatives they only talk to women or you know try and uh, include them. But it's very good that you're taking men also, like you know, in the initiative because the thing is, it's a systematic issue that affects everyone. So if you don't empower women, it's unhealthy for everyone, not just women. Yeah. So uh, it's bad for society in general. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for like doing so amazing. And also you are my junior. We are from same school. Yes, and uh, you're doing a good job and I'm happy to help. All, All right then. Uh, so we want to know more about funded law. So what made you started? I will be very honest. So my dad is into photography. All right. I'm also, you know, into shooting, videography. And I know a little bit of editing. I, like... And you know, editing videos because, like in my 11th, 12th grade, I got a nice laptop which had a good editing software. So I always was always experimenting. So what happened was lockdown happened, and this imagine when you are going in for an exam, and you know one day you're just thinking, and the exam is in an hour, and you're like, what if my life stops right now? Like the time stops, and I get to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. That is exactly what happened. I recorded, I recorded like a video, like, you know, just me sitting, like, you know, turning in files and whatever. Hmm. And then, and then, you know, Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. We had fun with flags, right? Yes. So if you watch my trailer for the series, it's fun with, it's like Sheldon Cooper saying, Hey, welcome to the first episode of fun with flags. Yeah. That was where I thought I'll explain law concepts. Then I realized it's quite hard to edit everything and, you know, to make people actually interested. Yeah. So the strategy, yeah. So and then so I just uploaded the the video and then a week later a few people started texting me. You know, Ben's fun loving fun fun with law coming out, fun with law. And then I had this boss, you know, advocate Nippon Saxana, very successful at his age, especially and in his field. And uh, he's like a he's like a mentor, he's like a brother. And I've interned with him also. So I was just saying, you know, sir, let's talk about Corona and you know COVID law and the mm-hmm. whole aspect of and he, he said, why not? And then I recorded the first episode. Then next week, I recorded the second. Third week, I recorded two. And then fourth week, I recorded six in one week. You know, so it, I really became addicted to it. And then, and then my workflow started improving. You know, I started having a thumbnail. Then I started having a description. Then everything. So that is, that is the whole story behind Fun With Us. So it, I was, it was never my intent to, you know, talk to people. Yeah. You know what, the other day, uh, my father was reading out one of his WhatsApp jokes to me. So he was like, uh, when lawyers die, why do they bury them 600 feet underground? And I couldn't think of anything. So he was like, because deep down, they're really nice guys. I was like, okay. 
So while that's funny, uh, you know, it really struck a chord because the thing is that the entire concept of law and lawyers is an alien one to me. And I'm sure yeah. I'm the only one. And it's just surprising the way it is because law forms a fundamental aspect of our lives. So that okay. drew me to your podcast because there were a lot of things that were relatable to me despite not knowing anything about law. So uh, yeah. the way you interact, the type of questions you put up and you make it a point to explain certain things to your audience which they would not have known of. So uh, the entire thing was something that was really new for me and uh, something that I immensely enjoyed. Thank uh, you. But I'm sure you faced a lot of obstacles or maybe a couple of them along the way. So what would you say was the most difficult part in getting started or, you know, getting going and maybe audience interaction? See, I'll tell you a couple of things. So the most difficult part was never to get started. Yeah. See, I'm a very enthusiastic person. <laughs> or I, <laughs> I, I, for me, I mean, I don't know. I look at things differently than yeah. other people. All right. So the thing with me is, that for me, I was just sitting at home, uploaded a video. Then people are like, Chalo, fun, what is fun with law? Then I texted my boss. We started. But the problem was once I was like, once I was out with like three episodes and it had, it had been a month and I genuinely have serious commitment issues. So the problem <laughs> is I get bored. I get bored so easily. So the problem was to keep going. Yeah. And that third, fourth week when I recorded six episodes, I owed it to my guests that, you know, that I come out and I put in my effort to, you know, to give their voice an audience because they had come on my show. So I can't be like, I will just it on YouTube. You know, I, I have to edit it properly, properly intro music and everything. And also should be, I realized was that, you know, whenever you start something new, there will be people who will tell you what's wrong with the thing. Yeah. And it will always like my father told me this and it's true also. Like initial feedback was that, you know, you should do this better, do that better. But the thing is, I'm very, very good at, you know, shutting down things, you know, like around me and just do whatever I want. And that's the whole point with Sanjay also. For example, I am right, right, right now interning with a firm. We, we are doing some tech law and it's very interesting. I work 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. So essentially, I only, I only like get to work on it on Sunday. But the point here is, it is so nice. It is so beautiful to just speak to someone for an hour and get to know them. Like for example, this is probably more boring for me because here I'm talking about myself. Yes. <laughs> all right because yeah so with fun with law that has happened you know all my hobbies you know i start with a joke then there's an intro music yeah and then uh, yeah and then i you know i get to play around with uh editing and like the whole software and then i speak to them then there's an ending and then marketing and editing something i hate i genuinely hate you know like texting people please see because slightly yeah. you know egoistic <laughs> yeah. get that. so i think yeah. so the difficult part is to just basically keep going on. It will be the fourth month now, July, that I'll be doing this. And I intend to do it for six months. Hmm. No, but you know, uh, so the reason I knew you in school was because you were the senior who went for all kinds of MUNs. And uh, you were this one person who would come to school in formals more than his uniform. So we were just <coughs> running around the school and then talking to teachers and not attending yeah. any classes. So you were a senior all of us looked up to and uh, I remember you guys were training us for Utopia or one of those MUNs where you just came in and then you told us all those points about research that we should keep in mind. I think they, there were other seniors who were telling us that, especially Uddhan Bhaiya and all. And then you just came in and then you were like, 
just be confident okay no one gives a shit about what you're saying and i think that was something that really stuck with me for a while tell you something about it you know and there's a very profound thing at the end that i'm going to tell you so the thing is that was my whole strategy throughout so <laughs> till my beginning of my first year my strategy was like be confident no one really cares you know because especially when you're in north and you know delhi gurgaon people are very superficial so i never focused on the basics you know so i was never as good as an mnr honestly i mean i like with every mnr i used to get some award something i i was never the best you know because i always you know because my key was confidence and then you know i i was that i had i had i could speak in heavy voice you know your lordships and or whatever yeah. well, sorry your excellency your lordship is a lot <laughs> but the point but the point is i realized and i genuinely realized that in my first semester because you know all that hype around me was gone you know you said that i used to wear formals in school and you know so a lot of people knew me especially like if if a guy I a 100 kg guy <laughs> in his 12th grade is roaming around in in like a three piece suit obviously people are going to notice him right but what happened was i realized to be that i never worked on my basics you know my certain basic skills i lacked and i realized whatever i built around you know myself it wasn't the person that i wanted to be but, like i was good at it you know i was like i wouldn't say i was the best i mean i i was never the best i mean there are people like agastya rudra who are far better than me far far better but the th- and they all are doing law and whatever but the point here is that with me what happened is i realized in my first semester that i need to deconstruct myself i left everything you know i left theater i left mnuns mm. and i left everything. i i they i keep to zero you know like with law school i f- forgot about like probably my second semester i forgot everything like whatever i had been taught and i was like I, and i need to unlearn first and then try and do something new okay that is where i discovered law and tech you know and that is the whole point behind that that to actually do something in your life new you need to forget everything that you were doing and then probably come back to it later hmm all right yeah so i just like deconstructed myself since you mentioned how you ventured into tech in law so uh tell us more about you know the entire concept of uh, engaging tech in law and why it's really important and why is that really really i would say it's a topic that not a lot of people talk about and uh, not not a lot of people adopt in general but uh yeah, yeah. that's a really specific topic that you chose to venture into so yeah tell us more about that there are three reasons behind it all right three reasons and i actually you don't jot it them down because i knew you were going to ask me this question so <laughs> both my father and grandfather are iitians all right and also my a couple of uncles and aunts like in the cousins and all so the point here was that in 11th grade in the beginning and 10th end i realized ki i don't i'm not passionate enough about science Mm. and you know and to these iits and nits you know these top tier colleges you need to have passion i mean how like i never had that passion and i realized because i am not that academically oriented mm. for me go to one of the best universities for my like you know for my basically field is very important because i knew i was going to end up at vit manipal i honestly knew and it's not like vit manipal are not good colleges but for people who are not academically oriented they will just take you down like at these colleges you need to push yourself as an institution they never raise you right 
for me and then i and for example you are in a very good nice government university right like even even an average kid at your university will end up doing well because the general standard is so high so that and that is what exactly that happens at my law school also i mean i am not very i am not i'm not at all the best student or i'm not the best you know academically but the thing is the general level is higher so you always aim higher yeah and number yeah so that was the first reason because uh, i always wanted to do something new second reason is because i grew up with the tech mindset because see one thing i realized in law school that was last semester was that you know i wanted to grow up building something i wanted to build something i wanted to be an engineer i wanted to be an architect i wanted to start a business and i realized that lawyer likes at one point of time they are feeding off other people right they are feeding feeding off other people's disputes and i don't want to end up doing that essentially i want to build something of my own and that is where tech came because really man i respect it like you guys are you guys are builders right you build something all right you build something that is to show for there's a product and the third reason was that i wanted to do something niche yeah. right and that obviously it's very good to be a uh, like a generalist but mm-hmm. i really wanted to because it's easy easy to speak about everything when you know your what is your core hmm. i mean if today if someone asks you you have a startup right so you will say yeah i know i know how to run a startup i mean that's your thing and then you can talk about 20 other fields because then someone is listening to you since you weren't really studying technology as your main course i'm sure you had to you know really go out and explore and learn a lot of other things that weren't really being spoon fed to you as they are to yeah. engineers so you know yeah. navigating through that must have been difficult but then i guess nothing in life comes easy even santa comes oh. with us so yeah oh kya baat no so the point here is that no no i had i had a couple of seniors who were doing new things whether it was law and tech or not were different but for mm-hmm. example i had a couple of seniors who really encouraged me you know I, i'm still in touch with them but there was this one senior hatem hussain you know he's a road scholar now and he got into oxford and like whatever he got into a lot of universities and got scholarships and whatever brilliant guy and i and he was into law and tech and the thing with me was it was also an ego issue <laughs> because i i tell you why because my strategy is if the world is going there i need to go here simple mm-hmm. i mean that is how i am and you know because i feel because and it's see it's a simple strategy all right you can win if either you are the first one either you are the smartest one or you cheat i don't cheat and as i mean i would like to believe i'm smart but it's a lot easier to be first <laughs> so then i figured out what is that one thing that no one is doing in my okay. batch i figured that out and i was like i want to do this you know and i could resonate with startups because like for example my friends who are into startups when i speak to them they don't feel i'm i'm like some outsider all right i can come down to their level and i nestly don't know how to code but i respect what they're doing because there are a lot of lawyers who are you know very 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 neglecting about these things yeah right so yeah, so basically that was the whole thing about law and tech and it fascinates me man like for example if i create an app today mm-hmm. if i if i was the power of internet is so much mm-hmm. you know everyone is going to like view it and it's beautiful yaar i mean i i, I sound like an uncle yaar but for example <laughs> today i put up episode and i get 300 views like should we tell me when was the last time you spoke in front of 300 people and they listened to you 
imagine people are clicking yeah <laughs> imagine people are clicking on that thing to view me exactly. it's it's powerful powerful stuff and honestly i don't interfere in the tech side of it i don't say i'm going to build something but as a law student because i really want to be a good lawyer i mean i want to argue in the supreme court that's the dream what i can work hard is in terms of its regulation i can help people build stuff Oh, yeah. I'm glad you got into this because uh, for people like me, or for most of us, litigation in general takes too much time and money. So it's something we're okay. afraid of. For example, when I was starting this venture up, there were so many legal documents that I didn't understand. But I knew I couldn't really go to someone for legal advice because it would be very expensive, and we didn't have funds coming in at that stage. So, um, in my opinion, you know. technology can really play a significant role in- so the way the practice of law works is so yeah. there is something called pre disputes stage and one is post dispute stage hmm. all right Let's break it down into two all right so there are like in both sides there is a lot of money so that doesn't that's the point so when for example when you said the word litigation yeah. that necessarily comes after disputes you know so for a startup like you are just building for you that is not you don't go for any kind of litigation that's a wrong term okay what you go for is compliance you go for is okay are my documents clear are my contracts mm-hmm. fine all right so this is how the world works and at no point of time i'm 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 not a lawyer i mean if you mm-hmm. and i like you know mess up with any with anything i am also called a lawyer i mean i am just a fourth year law student right but the point being that uh you, what you guys need and you know all i'm sure you have a lot of viewers who are who want to start their own thing to those i'm going to say that what you need is good advisory services what you need is for you for for good agreements for good because and if you've seen a lot of these things you know i mean you can start something it can go big big but small legal mistake and all all your hard work can in i mean go to the dustbin yes and yeah so there are two two different areas what we're looking at is compliance but what people who are seeking justice for some so what's labeled as access to justice do you think that's okay. a problem that can be solved using technology of course of course it can be first let's talk about law and tech you basically want to know that uh, yeah. law and tech so law and tech consists of six fields and this is this is quite original i mean this is something that i have developed myself the whole like all these like categorization and thing i'm writing something on it so i mean just to and it be live love i would love to have your feedback also so law and tech consists of six things all right it consists of internet laws so it consists of basically a lot of conventional things for example when i exercise my freedom of speech i exercise it through facebook twitter when i want to sell something buy something i go to amazon right when i want to get a few services i go to urban clap right so a lot of conventional services are shifted to internet so basically the practice of internet laws and how that does that work that is one thing number 2 is going to be regulation of technologies for example if i want to set up a you know a telecom tower right uh, basically or if i want to put up a factory if i want to implement ai in something you know that is regulation of technology that is when i regulate that technology in general it doesn't necessarily have to be internet based hmm. all right then it is intellectual property so what i'm telling is very basic stuff all right but you will find it very easy to understand also for example if today you make a software so okay so why if you today write a story right why are you paid for it not 10 other people 
if if you put it on social media why are you paid for your article because that is your copyright mm. right because you own it right but if i make a software and chuck this i make a software and then that software creates stories mm. right who, who does the copyright go to obviously the our conventional approach will be that copyright will go to the person who created the software but i'm just saying you know there are 100 possibilities with regard to intellectual property mm. right and so those are the kind of questions we need to address with technology and patents and what not is obviously a part of it then comes bioethics and biotech i mean that's the like that's the basically whoever went into in 80s and 90s into tech got, got a lot of like got very rich so that that is happening now with biotech i mean that's where people should a, be aiming at and i mean so basically you know concepts like designer babies you know i'm going to alter yeah. your dna and whatever 20 things i mean these kind of questions and should they really be happening because it's scary right i mean you are playing with nature right i mean uh, for example uh, for example if you read there are few research papers where people can say our criminal mindsets are basically our uh, i don't know our inclination towards commit, committing a crime can also be traced in our dna and it's a research so should should i basically when the before the baby is born should i really analyze his dna and kill that about that baby if i know he is more tend to be a criminal mm. these questions these questions are very interesting then it's obviously privacy and data basically your data and for example data lo- localization and you know for example reserve bank of india in 2018 said every payment systems basically a paytm or a- amazon pay for that matter whatever per sensitive person data they have of you which will be for example your passport whatever they have to store it in servers that are in india and the whole concept of internet is that my server can be in netherlands but they can use it here yeah and the sixth thing fintech so that is and i spoke to you earlier you are very interested in finance and all of that right so basically and it's quite common i mean trading through ai right where computers make decision of where to invest your money and there are quite a few cases especially in hong kong and europe there are a lot of businesses that are operated on this and they like it's very beneficial because they they know which stock is going down going up but they, when do you invest and sometimes they end up losing money yeah so these are the six there i mean basically law and tech comes in so when when you put it into startups that is necessarily not not law and tech i mean there is private equity there is i mean there is general compliance company law so that is that is task any lawyer but these six things are basically that is basically you know law and tech consists of and these things individually some way 40% of these things are taught to every lawyer but the rest of the questions not everyone is looking at so all these streams that you've just mentioned ai and big data can play a crucial role in them and they are to a oh. certain extent yeah but uh, there are a lot of factors that are holding engineers back or uh, lawyers back from basically combining the two so if there are engineers out there or developers out there who want to work in this respect uh, are there some ways they can do so are there any firms that they can look up to any resources okay so uh, basically artificial intelligence see, big data and ai they 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 used together but they're completely different i mean yeah. of course you would but ai is basically i mean ai has two uses right either it can be a tool for you to be more efficient 
or it can replace you. All right. Basically, that is why I was recently, recently researching on this thing. So, uh, I mean, obviously, if you if you think, I believe in the legal field, hmm. engineers are the ones who are going to make money. Right. Simply because we don't, we are very snobbish. Like like all the law students in general, especially top universities. I mean, obviously. I have tried, I try to let go of that and, you know, try to come down to other people's level and understand and actually read about tech. But a lot of people are not. So the thing is with, and this is where big data comes in. So the legal field, so we rely on previous judgments of previous, of courts to apply them to our facts. Now, simple. All right. These are called precedents. All right. Uh, they, so they hold high persuasive value or even they are basically law of the land if they are of a higher bench in the higher court, higher court, I mean, high court, Supreme court, simple. All right. So the point here is if in a district court and if the facts are similar, I tell the judge Supreme court in 1976, in this case said this, they have to agree to this. All right. This is how basically that system works. Now the big data here is issue here is that imagine there are hundreds, thousands of these judgments and a good lawyer obviously can know hundreds of these judgments during these times. And you know, one, sometimes there's a primary judgment that comes in that quotes all of the previous judgments regarding that. But imagine if you could build a system where basically if I put a research point and all the previous judgments comes in, I mean, there's this, so there's this business called a uh, startup called legal mind. They are working in, they are, they are from VIT and uh, they are working very hard and, you know, trying to develop this. And that is my whole point. I mean, all these engineers are going to make us make money from us because it's a huge problem and lawyers will pay, I don't know, thousands for this. And it's a, it's a very, it's a very important solution that you all need to find because we, sorry, answer that you need to find because we won't be able to do it. We don't know how to code. We don't know how the algorithms work. Hmm. I mean, I might have it, but in general people. Don't. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if, we think of the entire uh, process of maybe filing um, a complaint or a lawsuit and we take it to a virtual level altogether. So right from submitting all your documents, your FIR and all of that is done online. That'll be a lot easier and I'm sure a lot of, there won't be a lot of pending cases as there are currently. So, you know, that is what I say, you know, needs create uh, innovation. So during COVID, so the things that couldn't have happened in the next 10 years happened in one week. Yeah. All right. So Justice Chandrachur, you know, he's from Harvard. He's, uh, and he's one of the most forward judges of the Supreme Court and one of the best human beings you'll meet. A lot of my friends have worked with him and he's going to be a chief justice in 2021 or 22. I'm, I might be wrong. And his father was also judge, Vaibhi Chandrachur. His, he's D.V.I. Chandrachur. And he heads the e-committee of the e-virtual on virtual courts of the Supreme Court. So if you see most of the high courts and Supreme Courts, now you can file cases virtually. Hmm. All right. So again, there are two parts to it. One, you said, you know, online court. So that is different. That's online dispute resolution. One is you take the traditional courts and make the process virtual. You make the process faster. So honestly, I'm telling you, you wait for two, three months when the COVID goes away, not three months, at least six months. 
and you will see a lot of courts they will be implementing this and you can file cases sitting at your home all right so obviously that process will be easier dating cause because see a lot of things law, like law is generally i mean you know really adopted it if you think about it because the cause list for the next day what are the cases will be listed and uh, you know a lot of delhi high court i've seen courts are e courts so all the files are already on the computer so there is no physical filing system so if you think about this there is obviously a lot of improvement we need a lot but it's a very the law is something that suffers from colonial hangover hmm. we we still we still have that culture you know that big big gowns and those summer vacations we have that and obviously i'm just a law student so i i keep saying bb but these lawyers are saying but <laughs> yeah but that is there so obviously now online dispute resolution is something else that is that is com- that completely eliminates the whole government side of it why do you why do you trust the judiciary because there is some authority of it no mm. because a judge is sitting there is appointed by the government in our minds lawyers do that judges do that online dispute resolution is basically for small causes my friend is actually working on a system sarthak makkar he is trying to develop for basically what he'll do is using game theory he will basically uh, give incentive to judges to give the most fair uh, judgment you know it's always been said that what's the difference between a good lawyer and a great lawyer a good lawyer knows the law a great lawyer knows the judge it's safe to now say that a good lawyer knows the law and a great lawyer knows the technical aspect of it as well okay so the three things that basically i look for like i actually follow otherwise i really don't know if someone knows tell me also so there is this law firm called nishad desai associates so they they have very good research papers that they publish you know every 15 days 10 days and they basically they basically talk about every, everything that is happening in the tech world and law so basically they will talk about drones they talk about ai and they talk about from a legal perspective they'll give you the tax perspective intellectual property and all of that so nishad desai paper is something genuinely you should all follow number 2 uh, i think basic computer science everyone should know so there is this harvard course cs50 all right so it's basically every computer science kid has to take that it's like computers 101 so that course i think everyone should take and there's specifically one for lawyers also but everyone should take that i am also doing that it's it's just 10 hours of lecture and obviously some background work and number 3 i follow is that you have to do your genuinely you know i mentioned these six fields note them down and you have to google it there is uh, there are few blogs like nalsar nls has a journal nalsar and nls are top two universities in the country you're doing an amazing job and it's very important and one thing i'll tell you is and one thing i tell everyone when you get your guests when you speak to people and genuinely you know networking also when you're doing don't differentiate all right and i like whenever i get my guests also i never get someone who is very popular and i like that's not the aim the aim is to have a nice person that person might be popular that person might be a some road scholar but the point point is always to have nice people around you and always you know and uh, genuinely and it was so nice to speak with you so nice and genuinely you know when you're building your startup also like if you want to take any kind of advice any kind of advice don't go to the most popular person go to the nicer person yeah because you know nicer because 
or always have positivity around you mm-hmm. and that i take because i have i have seen a lot of startup imagine i worked <laughs> i worked in a startup that shut down also but you know <laughs> i'm very i'm <laughs> i'm very observant so i know where people go wrong yeah and you know and they, you need to be patient hmm and obviously i'm not a 40 year old uncle so i don't know if i'm qualified to give this advice but have nice people yeah no you know this was one of the things that we did with our courses as well we didn't want professionals taking those courses we wanted their seniors to take those courses because they're more approachable that way yeah so yeah that was so actually i see your courses i've seen that see the advantage here is also see the thing is a lot of people are very stubborn also right once they know that i know this i mean then they are not ready to change but if you learn together right the person who's taking the lecture also will also learn a few things with you yeah. that's very important so thank you so much for all that information and your time jalaj it means a lot to all of us at uacid and uh, we look forward to interacting a lot more with you in our future a story thank you and uh, i'm always there any kind of i i i mean i'm not a lawyer so i really don't think i can you know i can give, put that stamp that this is safe or this is not but i can genuinely connect you with people that i can that mean a lot to us thank you so much